You know who really likes porn? John Rambo. I mean, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, my my wife did ask. She said, he's pretty attractive in this movie. I'm like, yeah, it's probably right after he's the Italian Stallion. She's like, what? He did porn? And I was like, <laughs> <"Y> yes. <laughs> you didn't know this? And since I don't know if it was for this movie or the other movie, he did porn to fund one of the movies. This one or uh, the, the punchy movie, Rocky. Oh, I thought oh I thought you were talking over the top. There's a lot of punching in that movie. Uh, that was slightly after this. It was arm wrestling too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It's just real slow punching until one of the fists punches a table. Sideways. Not my idea of a good time. I don't think it's anybody's idea of a good time. It's Dan's idea of a good time. I never said it was an idea of a good idea of time. Oh god. An idea of good time? There we go. You did it. You used all the words in the wrong selection. Words, place. <laughs> it's a word jumble. Oh, this is going to go great. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. We're the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we took to the woods and stole somebody's puppies and didn't give them back by watching Rambo First Blood. We only took the puppies and they did not want to go back. We took them and they were happy in the forest with us. Were we supposed to watch Benji? Nope. So you're saying we... We didn't drive them up to a farm farm up in the country to visit Grandma and Grandpa or anything crazy? <laughs> no, we walked them up to that mine shaft and fed them a boar haunch. And he oh, only perfect, ate perfect. three quarters, uh, one quarter of that boar. He probably fed the other. Well, no, he, he had to save some for the puppies. Yeah, He didn't yeah. totally murder all those people either. Or what? Wait. We watched Rambo, so you don't have to wait. So you get to know how many people you killed correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and how many indirectly. I say, I, 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 we really need to debate how many people he actually killed in this movie. One, and by accident. I say, did I he kill that person? That was he did or was that the pilot? That was it himself? I didn't... <laughs> exactly. It's, it's up for debate, but it doesn't matter because the cops don't care. <laughs> Did the wind kill, uh, what's his name, Kobe, in a helicopter? No, 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 guys, guys, guys. <laughs> Rambo did not kill that man. The rocks at the bottom of his fall is what killed that man. Oh, Dan, I love that. I love that. Yes. It was not, that was not Rambo's kill. I'm not going to give him that. Gravity. Gravity not. had Gravity a hand killed in there, that too. Man. Yes. But <laughs> yes. Even so, it's a very Rube it. Goldberg-esque death. Can we talk about the fact that this was like a very low kill count movie for a Rambo film? I mean, zero's well, really low. Yeah. That's why I laughed when you said last time you wanted to do a drinking game, because I was like, I wonder how long it's been since you've seen the first one. I, this isn't the first film. <laughs> it it is. can't be. This is, is the first film. Yeah. The, this is I the first, first There's one. a very. I the first there's one was a the very... one with him in, in Vietnam. Oh, hell no. He, was, hell no. he just got back from Vietnam, so yeah. There's a very specific reason that they feel so different, and that's because of Arnold Schwarzenegger. This movie came out, and it was right at the end of... you got to look at Stallone's uh, career. 
he had Rocky 1, 2, 3, Rambo First Blood, a whole bunch of movies that were pretty serious, right? Like, this is an anti-war movie through and through. This is soldiers dealing with PTSD and how little the government, you know, civilians cared about them coming back. All yeah, this crazy and I, stuff. I did not up. go into this film yeah. expecting that. I went into this film being like, okay, let's yeah. go. Let's do, exactly. let's do body counts. <laughs> let's, let's do gratuitous violence. And, oh man, this movie is not that. No, that's what it turned into. If you look at this movie, it's right about this time. Arnold had already been in Conan. Conan the sequel, Terminator, he's rising his way up. He's in all these crazy movies that Stallone wants to be in. So what does Stallone do? He starts pandering to that crowd. So things after this start becoming things like him in Judge Dredd, things like him in, you know, that style of movie. When you think about that style of movie, that's kind of how his career went after he started trying to publicly battle Arnold. And it all culminated with that Stop or My Mom Will Shoot movie, which <laughs> still is one of my favorite stories. I it love. was amazing. I, I love that because Arnold publicly pulled a joke on Stallone and made Stallone think that he was super interested in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. So Stallone fought like hell to get the movie. He was, he got it. <laughs> it was a terrible fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> How dare you take that back? Oh, I can't, I can't. And I save can't. that for when bad. we watch Stop or the Mo- My Mom Will Shoot. Right now we're talking <laughs> about Rambo. <laughs> but yes, I mean, it's it's very different. I turned to Nicole when we were watching this because she watched it with me because I convinced her. I said, trust me, you'll like it because I know she doesn't like crazy over-the-top action movies. I told her, you will like this movie, I guarantee it. It has the Jaws effect. First movie's incredible, suspenseful, has a whole bunch of stuff. It has a message it's trying to convey and all this other stuff. The sequels are cash grabs in which they found something. They're like, oh God, how do we repackage it? And that's all it turns into. But this first movie's great. And what is your history with this film, though? I've never seen this film. I'm kind of in the Dan boat. I thought this was like a later, most all of the other Rambo films that I've ever seen. So. See, and growing up as a as a child, we see like Rambo parodied mostly, UHF, yeah. mm-hmm. Hot Shots Part mm-hmm. Two, like mm-hmm. like it's that was for me Rambo, and I didn't know anything about Rambo other than going Rambo meant you were a, a badass and going through and destroying things left and right. But when I worked at Best Buy in my twenties, it was on sale on Blu-ray, and I thought, well, it's it's probably time I watch this and see what it's about. And I sat down to watch it, probably like Dan did, bowl of popcorn in hand, all excited to see this crazy action movie with this guy just unhinged. And I left the movie going, holy shit, that was actually really good. <laughs> that isn't anything like what I expected. <laughs> and then at that point, I promised myself I'd never watch another one, so I never watched anything past First Blood, actually. <laughs> oh, no. And by that, I mean, I, that's fine. I so you didn't go back to Elderly that. Rambo? Nope. <laughs> one was good and based off of the alternate ending this movie should have had there should have only been one so <laughs> yeah i'm fine with that sure i actually uh last week when we said we we're gonna watch this i believe i said i'd never seen this movie before and that mostly holds true i did actually see the part where he jumps on a on a boar with a knife and uh carries off the haunch and also the part where he shoots uh transformers I'm pretty sure I saw those at the same time as if I sat down and watched this in succession. <laughs> but I have a feeling it was like on TV or something and there was commercials. And uh, I just 
didn't was unable to get into the narrative of the movie just because you know you just jumped into it but also it's so hard to get any into any sort of narrative that's kind of muddy like this when there's chock full of stupid commercials corporate america sure knows how to turn a good story into just a disgusting pile of trash simply by inserting commercials in the middle of their stuff uh-huh use your product placements like a good old-fashioned capitalist come on <laughs> face the soda out say your tagline <laughs> and then start shooting people i'm even better off better with uh the truman show style of uh commercials oh that's pretty good though let's write them into your movie anyway i love that movie yeah i still will maintain that i never actually seen this movie because i only saw a very small chunk of it and honestly didn't understand what was going on we, we, we being the royal we, have we, have we done Truman Show? No, that, that's too new. Yeah, it's, it's, it's middle, it's middle late 90s again. Is it? Come on. 98. Wow. I, I thought that was earlier. Okay, fine. We should, uh, we should review the 1992 Walt Disney classic Newsies starring Christian Bale. Oh, Ken, oh, no. some, sooner or later, I guess, maybe, awesome. if I can get a, I can get a copy that I don't have to subscribe to Disney Plus to get. I will send you my copy. <laughs> my backup copy, that is. I have so many theater friends that I could just... In terms of Rambo, yeah. though. Returning to Rambo. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Joe, did you do Cocoon? No, but I'd like to. <sighs> well, for Brimley at his best. But here, I went in expecting that I had never seen this. And I'll say about like 80% of this I haven't seen, but then I, I'm watching the police station get shot up and I'm like, this is very familiar. So I'm pretty sure I've seen the end to this once or twice, but that's about it. And I can definitively lay down why this doesn't have a history with me. And that's because my father is a Vietnam War vet. He guarantee you wanted nothing to do with this movie. And I'd agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He now now the later versions where it's popcorn, you know, watching Rambo in the jungle, just mowing people down. He watched yeah, America. Those. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those yeah. were in the wheelhouse. But like this was saying something too close to home for my father, and I think that's why I was not able to develop a history with this film. I completely forgot you said you hadn't seen this, so I was excited to see some fresh perspective on what someone from the 80s primarily thought of it. But <laughs> no, that's a good point. I've, I've often wondered with this film specifically, and then uh, Jacob's Ladder, kind of like how Vietnam vets take those two movies and how well-received they really are. Because they're both interesting movies that have a lot to say about Vietnam. So I, uh... Sure. So like Jacob's Ladder, I haven't, um, I even myself, experienced. And so I didn't, I wasn't able to have a conversation with my father about that film. Now, uh, Full Metal Jacket is another story. That's another one, yes. That's another Vietnam era film where um, my father would watch the first half and then walk out of the second half. And that's because he felt the first half of that film portrayed things fairly accurately, and then he hated the message of the second half, which that's that's fine. Yeah, 
That's totally um, fair. So interest, interestingly enough, after watching this movie, I uh, just sat there. I was like, God, I really wonder how people who went through that conflict felt about this movie. I started Googling for a good half hour to an hour, just trying to find something, anything about what people would say about that. And obviously corporate America has uh, flooded the internet with uh, various stuff that isn't helpful for that kind of research. However, there was a lot of blog posts as well about how America had lied to the American people about what was happening in Vietnam. And uh, really, there was nothing that I could find (laughs) quickly. And by quickly, I mean within an hour, uh, how vets actually felt about this movie. So I'd be interested in hearing about that if you know anyone. Or if Joe's dad finally watches it and wants to talk about it, or if that's even an option. I, sorry. <laughs> I've I've had many uh, discussions with my father about Vietnam, and it's it's always a person-to-person discussion. And throughout my life, it's mostly been not much that I get out of them on it, and no problem, no problem with that. It wasn't until... Recently, did he open up about more things about it with me? And I I assume that's also because I am a, a veteran myself. So he must, I must have gained some sort of veteran clout and that he trusts to say things about his experience to me. Yeah. And honestly, I was hoping that the end of this movie would have prompted people to talk about their experiences right. instead of bothering up and not wanting to talk about it at all. Considering that's what it's talking about. Right. Is the fact that there's no safe place to do that. Yeah. And you might be right. It might just be one-on-one stories that people tell to each other and hold them safely where they still just, this is what's happening, but they don't necessarily want the truth to be out there for everyone to know about them. They don't want those stories, those things that they've done or had to go through uh, to define who they are as a person now that they're back in an actual like real world office job type situation not real world everyday world and it's it's uh definitely makes you stop and think at least whether or not the depictions are accurate of what was happening on screen is up in the air still it's good to get that conversation out there and i'm sorry that i jumped right on the gun there (laughs) where would even shove that in things i like exactly like i do we even know what this movie is about yet (laughs) no we don't (laughs) I'm trying not to say stuff too. I'm I'm, I'm sitting over here as well. <laughs> we can I can jump right in and do a quick summation. And we have John Rambo who is walking the earth basically to make connections with his former I'll say peers in the military that he served with in Vietnam. We get a window into one of those trips where he makes it to someone's home but he made it too late because agent orange basically killed him they say a a rather perfect nod to him that in the end he may have basically gotten home but vietnam still killed him in the end they it was written way better than how i just said it and just the mood of the opening few minutes is just it's a mood man it's it sure as hell is ed for those unaware, I know we have Google and you can do it, but Agent Orange, a brief submission is just U.S. military was looking for ways to not continuously have to napalm the jungles to try to find people and take down enemy camps. So they looked into agriculture and our, our fine boys in the USA to develop a uh, 
pesticide that would essentially kill trees but then allow them to regrow after a certain amount of time. So they would literally fly these planes in, put the stuff out, let the trees be stripped of their foliage within how many ever hours or days it took, and then 10, 15, 20, 30 years later, they regrow themselves. But of course, these chemicals, as you can imagine, very, very cancerous. So bad times all around when you use uh, your own troops as guinea pigs to see how your new chemical works out. Yeah, so he can't meet up with his brothers in arms because basically they're all dead now. So he's just wandering and ends up crossing through this small town. Small town sheriff doesn't like... He doesn't like vagrants. He he just calls him a transient. He Yeah, he refers to him as a transient, but you get it. The sub, subtext is not... You can't miss the subtext of... You're a Vietnam vet. We don't care for you. You're not welcome here. We're going to kick you out of town. And all Rambo wants is breakfast. That's it. And so when, after he gets kicked out of town, he turns around and walks back because he wants his breakfast. And, of well, course... it's going to rain on him. Like, who wants to be stuck out in the rain? Yeah. And, of course, the, the police officer doesn't know how to de-escalate a situation, so he escalates it triggers PTSD and then all hell starts breaking loose. I mean, it doesn't happen all at once. But... No, it is a very <laughs> slow burn for the hell breaking loose, but it does break loose. Yeah, he just gets arrested like in the first 10 minutes, just a normal arrest. He's being processed in a police station. It's like, oh, okay, we're along for the journey. And it does give you a window into how easily a person becomes the enemy of authority even though you're not. I mean, how easy that slip is. He gets his PTSD and uh, fight or flight triggered during the whole arrest process because guess what? They're all assholes. Then he escapes into the woods where he does his Rambo stuff, if you're familiar with the following films, where he makes traps. But in this case, he could kill a lot of people, but he only maims them for the most part. For the most part. I was just going to say, in the namesake cult's true, the only reason he does is because they draw first blood. He wants nothing to do with violence. He's over it. This movie portrays the reasoning perfectly, especially towards the end monologue, why he doesn't want to hurt anyone. But they drew first blood on him, so that's why he makes these crazy machinations to take them down out in the woods. Self-defense. And even afterwards, and he's not, like, taunting them either. He's telling them repeatedly he doesn't want bloodshed. Repeatedly he's telling them, please... Just let bygones be bygones. Let's go our own separate ways and stuff. But nobody will listen to him. And it comes down to a big standoff with the National Guard, the the police, and all that. And in the end, it don't matter. Rambo can take him on all of them. And then he gets walked off in the end. To a uplifting 80s song. <laughs> There's a lot of details that are not covered in that summary, but that's the summary of the movie. I'm going to say it's a summary. Yeah, yeah. There's still plenty of uh, good things to see if, if oh, we don't ruin sure. everything else. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I've seen this movie probably four times. And this time I caught a lot of stuff I didn't catch the other three times. And I was even more enthralled this time around than the last few times it was. Especially with Nicole watching it, she had a lot to say too. Like in the, in the jail scene where he's being uh, processed through, there was a lot of spots in there where she actually felt bad for him because the way he was able to 
portray you know how he was being taken care of and the flashbacks back there's ptsd like it was just pretty well done pretty well acted pretty well summarized i mean it didn't have to go crazy out in left field to tell you what he's been through mm-hmm. and he had, and the thing that blew her away is he actually cried at that scene and i never caught that he has that tear rolling down his cheek when when he's in the in the jail cell there it's it's nuts like right before he snaps and leaves when they're when they're about to shave him he actually has a big hearty ass tear rolling down his cheek this is not your arnold schwarzenegger kick-ass action buff star hero man i mean this guy's well-rounded and actually has human personality so or even really subsequent rambo movies rambo this is yeah yeah not saying anything against arnold i love arnold but just saying there's a difference there's a big difference yeah this movie has a little bit more heart than most action movies and by a little bit i mean a lot bit but there is that ramping of okay these cops are assholes without outright right being like disgusting about it if you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i do feel like a lot of movies these days would just keep on ramping it up and making it worse and worse and worse whereas one of them does try to stop the rest of his co-workers yeah 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 the young new guy who hasn't been indoctrinated yet and he is is he the first one maimed in the forest no 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 he gets no definitely not he gets beat up in the oh no he gets cut across the uh back of his ham his uh legs right as rambo jumps up from being a bush which is great <laughs> i wanted like was rambo just a bush yes he was he i could not see him even after rewinding and looking for him so good <laughs> yeah they're real shitheads yeah they're being not good people to him what you don't like the most is the fact that he does have these underlying things that you get to see what he's experiencing you know there's a better way to take care of all this but the cops are just being full of themselves and trying to follow their process that's not a good process to start with it's your typical reagan era machoism yeah tough guy bullshit it's it's got to be tough got to be the coolest guy around bottle your emotions and just get on with it it's which disgusting is, and again more it. depressing why the second one changed so much from what i hear so you, you you get to have that uh dichotomy of uh people going against each other that one side's trying to do their job a little bit too macho-y and one side's trying to just live their life on also a little too macho-y like he didn't have to turn around and go back he defiantly turned around and went back towards that town like you can't tell me what to do which to be fair is his right you, you know as you've talked about this kind of i feel like i've found the perfect parallel like if you think of walter peck and ghostbusters all the time and the bell communications <laughs> guy who comes in to shut down the the grid yes where you know he's not he's not an asshole but he does snap back at peck and says don't tell me how to do my job pencil neck and like he's got that <laughs> attitude but he's also fearful to shut down the grid right Imagine a police station filled with those two personalities pretty much throughout the whole place. That You pretty much get a good sense of what this place looks like. Yeah. And when you get that many people trying to out-macho each other, it, it grows and becomes disgusting. And in this case, it was on the right side of the law because whatever, it's not on the right mm. side of the law. It's mm. them being way over-macho and hitting, using excess force and all that fun stuff. They would have been a lot better off just, you know, sitting down and actually talking to them and if he would have talked, but he didn't have a lawyer, so why they didn't even offer him a lawyer? They didn't read him his rights. Because he was a vagrant. Vagrants don't get rights. Right. And they're going to pop him in front of uh, 
the judge at 10 a.m. the next morning, which is the <laughs> fastest turnaround. Yeah. My God, the turnaround of the criminal justice system. I got nothing going on in that town. Apparently. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also wrote that I was like, wow, one police officer stopping another police officer from shooting someone running away from them in public. I was like, wow. How that's times the, have changed. That's the good old days right there. <laughs> right? Oh, God. Oh, no. No, 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 How no. How depressing no. is that? That's really depressing. That is. But it's, it's, it's worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the ire against the police in this is really stored up uh, in two characters. That character Galt and the character Tiesel, I think yeah, his name was. Tiesel. The sheriff. Yeah. And, like, the mustache guy. And, I mean, they took care of Galt pretty quickly, so we didn't have to deal with him for long. I mean, Teasel, again, is just can't take that he's being one-upped. And that's the whole thing. It has nothing to do with the law. It never had anything to do with the law. I felt like the movie came in with a hammer saying, here's the bad guys. <laughs> Bam. And it's like, oh, you forgot these are the bad guys? Let's let's hit you again with it. They're an asshole. Okay. After a while, you're like, I don't care that Galt died. I don't. There's He just was an asshole. Correct. Do I care that most of those officers got hurt? No. They were all assholes or standing by watching assholes beat on people. Ding, ding. In custody. That's the big thing. So they're assholes, too, by proxy for letting that happen. Even the farmer guy with the dog. He's trained his dogs to be this violent and angry. He's clearly not being good to these dogs. He's making comments about how they can eat while walking. Yeah. Yeah, he's sitting there joking about it. I mean, it's... The the ones that are get by all right are the National Guard because they just make them look like doofuses. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're only Which there for the fine. weekend. It is the National Guard. <laughs> to your guys' point, I think one of the most powerful lines in the whole damn movie is when he's talking about getting getting Rambo his way. Sorry, the sheriff. And, oh my god, what is his name? I forgot his name already. Uh, Colonel, uh, I can't remember Colonel, his name yeah. But yeah, his Rambo's old colonel basically says that doesn't sit well with a badge on your chest. Like, he calls him out point blank saying that it's for revenge purposes and his own his own selfishness versus actually being a police officer and upholding the law. That was a great line. Troutman? Is that his name? Troutman. Troutman. Yes. Ooh, Troutman. I have it written somewhere in my notes. I've been looking for it. I just can't. He was just a big trout in a uniform. Yes. That explains a lot. That's why he's had a bar so much. He's thirsty. Yeah, he came I mean, back in other movies, too. That's pretty amazing of an opening. Like you said, he just escapes, goes out in the woods. You get a kind of a nice little car chase, and then what happens? He pretty much, like, uh, five minutes after getting off the motorcycle, injures himself pretty severely. Mm -hmm. He falls and really tears up his arm pretty bad. That was cool to see in an action movie with a big, big, hunky action man. Gets injured. He actually took the, he, he actually had time to bleed. Yeah. He sat down and he, he bled and it was a damn good. He sewed himself up. Yeah, that was some those are some good effects his too. Rambo knife. I actually really enjoyed those effects. They were pretty pretty good. I was curious how they uh, made him bleed water like that. No, he he just cut his arm. Just I just sewed it right <laughs> up on character. It's okay. Right on stage. I mean, it's it's not like you can't see the prosthetic later in in another shot where he moves his arm and the prosthetic like. Oh. 
I flops don't open. look for these things. Ooh. I'm too busy suspending my disbelief. Dan, stop ruining the magic. I will ruin the magic as much as I possibly can. <laughs> You're never going to be invited back to Disney ever again. I only went once and I'll never go back. Also, if you um, aren't thinking of it, uh, the one arm getting injured by the hero, that is a movie trope that goes back to classic cowboy stuff. The image of, I think it was John Wayne standing in the door holding his arm at the end of the film. Oh, right. That, that's a, a film trope for heroes that uh, we're supposed to kind of see as like the tough the cowboy hero type thing right someone who can we'll take an injury keep often. going be a tough person still mm-hmm. the good guy push through climb ladders even though you just stitched up your arm and fell on it you know yeah yeah you know <laughs> I, I fully expected that ladder to crack and him to like lose his like a little bit but it Likewise. didn't credit it's a good ladder speaking of good guys is rambo supposed to be a good guy in this movie he's just a guy he's a guy he's just a guy yeah a guy. He's just a guy because like we have definitive bad guys well yeah i mean they're not even yes they're bad guys but i i bet i bet we could go out on the streets right now where we currently live and find people who sympathize with the cops and say that they did nothing wrong <laughs> those are also probably bad guys probably bad guys too but <laughs> it's to the it's to joe's point we're into the movie now where he's out in the woods he's he's fleed he still technically hasn't done anything wrong outside of breaking free from containment in the police station still called i mean I, I think the sheriff is more yeah i feel like the sheriff is probably more pissed off at this point because he just lost a squad car and he's rolling out of dirt, dirt in the middle of the woods all pissed off so to joe's point his anger just keeps bubbling because he's losing control of a situation that he wants to be in control of Still, Rambo really hasn't done anything. I hate to break this to you, Andy. Whether or not an officer takes you in their control, legally or not, and you fight them, you are immediately in the wrong. And once you physically engage an officer, that's against the law, no matter the situation. So Rambo's in the wrong now. Yup. I still call it self-defense. From all my years of actually watching how law works with encountering encountering police officers it doesn't matter what they do to you but if you do anything in return you are immediately wrong the unfortunate thing about it yeah that's frustrating bad cops can be bad cops they get their benefit of the doubt. lawyers or people who have constructed law could be listening to this and step up and be like that's not entirely true and it's like well <laughs> maybe but if we look around us, as soon as an officer says they want to talk to you, and if you try to break away, they are going to find a reason to pin you with something, whether or not it's justified or not. I guess I'm still living in my squishy marshmallow world where I see the, the good side of everyone, <laughs> even the bad cops. Hey, 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 <laughs> keep, keep leave, living there as long as you can. I try. I seriously try. While we all whittle it away. <laughs> <laughs> My shores are eroding Standing slowly. over here with a pickaxe and a shovel. Let's get going. <laughs> so, yeah, smelly, smelly cop man. He's, he's so, he's so riled up that he's willing to waste everybody's time and energy and resources and taxpayer money by bringing in a whirly bird to even look for him. Hey, I at least like the fact that the guy who flew the helicopter said, fuck this, I'm out, and never yes, came back. Yes, 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 absolutely. So much respect for that guy. <laughs> He should have said that a lot sooner. 
However, he should have. But I mean, I get it. That guy threatened his life and he did have a gun, even though it was a, a big rifle and he would have a hard time shooting the pilot with that big rifle. Let alone if he shot the pilot, he'd still die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure 80s helicopters didn't have automatic landing technology. No, they couldn't even battle thermal drafts. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the true, true murderer of, uh, what's his name? The one true de- gravel gravel voice. Uh, Galt. It would be thermal drafts. Thermal drafts killed Galt. Mother nature. Okay, guys, I just had the craziest idea. Oh? Galt versus Commissioner Gordon. Battle Royale over who has the crazy ass voice. Commissioner Gordon from Tim Burton's Batman. Remember? He's always got the cigar hanging out of his mouth. I'm going to start a new category in my in my brain personally for uh, actors who have super gravelly voices for their characters. And those two are at the top of my list. And, Bat- and Christian Bale Batman. No, he doesn't come close. These two guys. It's like they're gurgling mouthwash and smoking a pack of cigarettes and had rocks in their throat while they talked it's crazy <laughs> now what would it have sound like if they used the city pa system oh no, <laughs> oh, no. i was amazed i'm like this town has a pa system that the police have downtown nina does play music on it it's not the whole town like the whole town they're like hey everybody go inside and stay inside and they did now imagine saying that in downtown Nina, you're going to end up with at least 50 people telling you to fuck off. You can't tell me what to do. I'm not wearing a mask. We also don't have the terrorist police department chasing us down at their cars. Uh, on the same note as that town, uh, that town, it was, you know, Hope. It was actually Hope, uh, uh, British Columbia, not wherever they were supposed to be, Cal- Colorado or whatever. Washington. Oh, yeah, Washington. That's it, because he was going to Portland. Going the wrong way. I was like, how small of a town is this, really? Because they have three gas stations in a row and a Dairy Queen. (laughs) Apparently, that town only has 6,000 people as of, like, 2016. And speaking of those gas stations lined up, that was some pretty good Michael Bay explosions for being not yes. Michael oh, Bay. Oh, so good. At one point, he rear-ends a something for, in a car. Somebody rear-ends a car. I think it was a cop rear-ends another car that's just sitting there. Yeah. And the car just straight up explodes like a friggin' Pinto. It could have been a Pinto. I, I didn't rewind, but Can I just I, assumed it was. Cars don't explode like that. They don't, they don't explode like that unless they have, you know, explosive devices in them. Yeah, or they're a Pinto where they have a misplaced boat, bolt that presses against the gas tank, causing a spark and causes the car to go up in flames. It still doesn't explode quite like that, but a lot more so than other cars. When the whole dealership goes up, it was good time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's at least two movies where they're parodied, parodied if it was, in fact, a Pinto in this movie. So it's, it's a thing. <laughs> I, I especially liked when they're try- when the firefighters are trying to put out the fire at the gas station. Like, it's too hot. I can't get any closer. Okay, I believe you. That looks like it's a pretty hot fire. Yeah, it's got two columns of fire coming out from where the tanks were. It was really cool looking. Yeah, no, that, that looked hot as hell. Like, it, it, it definitely set the scene. It looked amazing. And another thing that looked amazing is the forest. Literally the entire thing. I love the setting of this movie. It is so lush, it is so vibrant, it is so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Not even the cave looks 
cheap and chintzy. Everything actually looks natural and and fantastic. It just I I love the way this movie was shot. I love the way this movie was was blocked. It's 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 great. It's great. Although I thought it was a mine, so I was like, how is he going? horizontally in a, in a mine how, how does he expect to get out of there <laughs> just because like the side you know like the wood slatting on there makes it look like it was put there on purpose but when they call it a cave in the movie I'm like okay well it's a cave i guess i'll believe you and then he goes through right. and like goes down through like a water tunnel You're like hey they had those in the vietnam tunnels as well that's neat yeah and he comes out and there's rats all over him i was like oh they're gonna have another flashback they didn't have a flashback possibly could have had one right there possibly yeah no i i love the constant low howling too like they the sound guys decide to put that in and make it sound nice instead of it just being a quiet cave with nothing going on in it. yeah so it's nice little attention to detail about those rats in the book yes I this is based on rats. a book i did too yes it was uh, a book in 1972 which i didn't know until this last week <laughs> i didn't tell you but just like Jaws. After I watched this movie, I, I did that Googling. I was like, wait, shit, that's, this is based on a book uh, written in 1972. Those are supposed to be bats. But they didn't have bats, so they used rats. <laughs> Unless some dyslexic worker just <laughs> messed everything up. <laughs> I, <laughs> I appreciate it. I thought it went well. I mean, yeah. you, don't, you don't get a lot of good swarms of rats in films these days. You got your Indiana Jones and you got your Rambo. And anything else is just campy. At least in Indiana Jones, the rats were swimming, they were hanging out, they weren't doing much. Here, like, Stallone is grabbing them and throwing them and putting them underwater. He's he's having traumatic response to being around nasty rats in Vietnam, I reckon. I understand, but there was no change between the shot when it was a live rat on his back. Oh, like, and when legitimately. when he grabs it off. Yeah. These were... To me, it played like these were actual rats and not like living alive rats. You grab the living rat, cut, and now it's a little dummy rat. It didn't look like they did that. I should go back and check because I felt so bad that all these rats were just getting thrown and pushed underwater. I mean, rats are super freaking cute, great pets, and only last for two years. And so that means a good portion of their life was taken up with being beat up by Sylvester Stallone. Good lord. I wonder if there's anything about on like a PETA website about Rambo. Did they put in the end of the movie whether or not the rats were harmed at well, the end of this movie? Well I guess none of them were rats. They were actually white lab mice that were dyed brown. <laughs> I'm still trying to find out if there's... <laughs> oh that makes it way better. They looked big enough to be rats. False. Totally makes it better. He put totally. them out of their misery. Oh I'm gonna have a fun read on this later on. I'm going to go nuts on this later on because they, they have a cast and crew making of uh, conversation. And one of the first questions is how far can we beat up Rambo? In the shower, a deputy hits Rambo with a hamstring in the lower back and kicks him. The scene was supposed to be taken one take, but they did 14 takes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Same with the fire hose. They, they had to find the perfect pressure for the fire oh. hose that was so strong that, that wasn't so strong that it blew all the scar tissue off that took two hours to put oh, up. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, I didn't. I combed through there like one was like uh there's 26 versions of the script before stallone wrote the final one a lot of interesting trails of what could have been with this movie well is there anything in the movie that didn't play quite right with you or doesn't sit well or you felt was just like eh? i mean this this film is i don't know if it's intentional but it definitely makes you feel uncomfortable sure it was 
but I don't know if I could really say that's a, a dislike. I could say that it's a like right. as, as well. I so, like, dislike being uncomfortable. It's, yeah. However, this movie did it in a way that I enjoyed that's a That's a weird in-between. Like, yep. less... Like, there are movies that go out of their way to make you feel uncomfortable and, hey, this is gross and all oh, these people are awful. And I have stopped watching movies because of that. This movie, I did not even consider turning off because of it. I just was like, all right, well, Rambo's going to get his comeuppance pretty soon here. And, oh, he doesn't kill him because better <laughs> man, I guess. I felt very uncomfortable towards the end with the with the monologue but uncomfortable in a way that made me feel good. Like I would rank that probably up there in like number two or number three of movie monologues that actually made me feel something versus it just being a monologue. I don't know what was different about this viewing, but it, it just hit me in a different way and it hit me in a different light. Like that was a really, really, really powerful end. For sure. Yeah. His break at the end was, was good. It was oh, yeah. portrayed <laughs> very well. That story about the 59 Chevy and just, oh man, just everything about it. Everything about that story. And it really nails the rest of the movie home. Like, it could have ended in so many different ways. And honestly, I feel like that's almost a negative in my book. Because it feels almost too preachy. A little bit too on the nose. I don't know. I really liked the canceled ending. For those unaware, massive spoiler alert. But the dare. original ending was supposed to follow the book in which... Troutman was actually supposed to kill Rambo. It was a perfect ending of, you made me, you have to be the one to kill me. I can't reintegrate into society. I can't be part of society. I've tried, it doesn't work. All he's ever known is what he did over in Vietnam and everything before that, so... I love that ending. It's dark as hell. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of 50-50 on how the movie ended and, and which one I would have preferred more. Oh, I I went into... The, like I said before, I was I went into this movie... Go, expecting it to be the like popcorn film gory action flicks that all of the s subsequent Rambo's have been. So like I, I I even like I even sent I sent that message in the chat like halfway through. I have never been so bored <laughs> watching a Rambo film, and this is because I watched it technically out of order. It's way less physical action than you're used to for sure. Yeah, for sure. But like that, and that being said, like now that I've had a couple of days to like digest what I watched, like it's poignant even now it was back then but like it's still kind of a big deal the way that john his whole break like plays realistically out. look at it how many decades did it take before ptsd was actually recognized as something that was real it's still not in any way shape or form actually taken care of in the way it should be but <laughs> it was shell shock before it was largely considered fake at the time of this movie it was something that they didn't actually think was a real thing i mean like many many other situations with soldiers it takes decades for anyone to move on it to give the soldiers help and that's because yep. money money Politicians love sending people to war, but they hate paying for what happens well, to even, people when even they citizens, come back. Time, even citizens. time again. Yeah. Like 9-11. 9-11, exactly. Like it took Jon Stewart, it took a comedian to actually jump in and lend a hand to try to get them to have rights for the rest of their lives. For all, the, for all the first responders that went in and, and contracted cancer and all these other medical issues afterwards. Yeah. The government hates its people, but they love yeah. to use them, like you said. As being uh, a Gulf War veteran myself, um, I did not experience the same type of treatment that, say, Vietnam vets got. I, I can guarantee you to my teeth that so many civilians who claim to support the troops, once they're done saying, I support the troops, 
that's as far as it goes. A hundred percent. They may toss some. They may toss a few bucks at some foundation once, maybe twice. There was a thing not too long ago, a few years, where they're like, oh, we're going to put blue lights on our porches so that vets who are in need know that we'll help. Bullshit. I remember that. It's it's the same as tying a ribbon to a tree. It's it, it's the best of intentions, but it doesn't go anywhere. It's, it's giving your thoughts and prayers to someone. It doesn't really do anything. Yeah, that's what it is. It's thoughts and prayers. And I, this movie shows it, right? It's right there. It's, I mean, it's a little blunt, but it's still stuff that's going on. There are still so many people that will be like, yeah, I back our troops. But when it comes down to it, they don't want to pay the taxes to give them their health care for right. being able to deal with their PTSD. They, they would just rather much send them to prison and let them sit in there. That's what we do with mental health crises these days yeah it's amazing that they think of prison as being a better choice than uh mental health one person's a freeloader the other person's a scoundrel i guess and in their brains you yeah nope out of sight out of mind the conversations i've had with certain people in my own life even it just comes down to anybody that threatens what they do or anybody that threatens their money really is a scoundrel and that's all that they really see correct You'll support anyone and everyone, but the second that somebody in some way, shape, or form could possibly impact even a dollar out of your paycheck, then they're just the worst people, the salt of the earth, and they need to be eliminated in some way, shape, or form. So I guess what I don't like about this movie is the bourgeoisie. (laughs) (laughs) The small town bourgeoisie. (laughs) For me, it's just that so many of the themes here are still existent. So much of this stuff should have been taken care of already. I was going to say that earlier. It's depressing how many decades have passed since this film came out, and there's so many things that are still relevant. <laughs> it's like we had all this time to get our shit together, and nobody tried. I'm sure there's people who did try, but it, it obviously didn't go anywhere, like usual. Well, people taking a look at the cops in this movie and being like, you know, they have some pretty sound practices. Maybe we should try to doing that uh, for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ken. No. Sometimes it feels that way. It's not true. The cops do not have sound practices. I will go on record as saying that. I am going on record as saying that. It's been recorded. But they had Christmas lights. They have Christmas lights on their police station. It's a Christmas movie. There's a it when a they go movie. to book him. It's got a sign that says Merry Christmas, but Mary only has one R. Ooh, I love it. I love Uh-oh. it. Yeah, Nicole turned to me and she's like, is this a Christmas movie? And I'm like, it is now. And she got so upset that she, she outed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about that? So has anyone's opinion of this film changed since the last time or the early times that they've seen this? I'd say I only appreciate it more every time I watch it. I don't think I'm going to watch it again, but as is, I'd say it's a pretty good film. I'm a little bit upset at myself for uh, passing this movie off as just another Rambo movie and not giving uh, it a chance to see it sooner because I really enjoy this movie. That's what makes it so hard for me to actually consider that there are additional Rambo movies. Like, this is the one I saw. Lucky me. I got to see the first one first. <laughs> it suffers, the this, this sequels probably suffer the same thing as Jurassic yeah, Park, as Ghostbusters, as uh, Jaws. Jaws. Like I was saying, Jaws earlier, yeah, same like, thing. <laughs> they all do really well. They all have a story to tell. They all have a start and a stop. They all have their story, their moral lessons that they spend the entire movie talking about and at the end they reach the conclusion of their moral lessons and then the movie companies say okay what's next because we need to make more money off this yeah we got to do another one we have and a license they miss the point of the movie being what it is 
and they just decide to wow, continue having dinosaurs attack people because, well, what else are we going to do with dinosaurs? I mean, Universal's not going to sit on a cash cow like Jurassic Park and let the license expire. They're going to make something. <laughs> it's all too often the case. Well, it'll be a totally new story because they, they did just button all the loose threads of Jurassic and Kingdom. I don't even know what they could technically call it. So if, if they do make something else, it's not going to be anything anything Crichton or even Crichton. So I was at uh, Universal like last month and went walked through Jurassic World area and the places where they're serving, serving alcohol are called the Isla new bar and you dash bar and i appreciate that so at least something good came from that movie uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me um this this film was a surprise because one i never saw the whole thing and two more or less growing up knowing rambo as the stupid film blowing up jungles with bows and arrows and senseless violence does he even shoot a bow this and is arrow? with yeah, explosive ones well not in this movie yeah well yeah not in this one yeah to have something that actually says something that actually makes a commentary that at least had far reaches in um my lifetime you know it's 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 a worthy thing to to sit in front of and take in and pay attention to uh, although like i feel like dan I, I'm not so sure how or if I'll return to it because it's kind of like, I guess, a Grave of the Fireflies kind of thing. You know, it's not nearly the same as Grave of the Fireflies. It's not something you're going to seek out for entertainment, per se. It's I move this one more into the art category. To me, it feels like this movie is what the Rambo series should end on with him going out and just absolutely obliterating all of his enemies and then have him come home and get shit on by society and lose it. I feel like this movie is, even though it was technically the first movie, it is out of place with the rest of the films, subsequent films. That's not this film's fault. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's the production company decided to make Rambo a an action star. Well, you can blame Mr. Universe for that. You can blame Mr. Universe. <laughs> Well, I can also imagine producers not being too keen about American war heroes fighting Americans in America. Yeah, that's that's one of the big things. I saw that online mentioned a lot, that the biggest thing that really surprises people when they sit down to watch this movie is that it takes place in America. That's one of the biggest things that surprises everybody, I guess. The fight is in small town USA. It's nuts. I mean, again, it's... It's still very relevant, just maybe not in the exact same ways, but how it's manifested in the film and how kind of reality manifests itself today, it it still speaks to an audience today. I think this film stands up. Hell yeah, it does. I mean, I feel I'd be remiss saying that if somebody were to say that it doesn't, that they would need to rethink their life life choices. There are people out there who say that this part of the the state and um, the country, this is this is God's country. Why would I want to live anywhere else? Why would I want to be anywhere else? It's it's kind of like, well, yeah, it, there are spots that can be nice, but have you gone right. anywhere? You know, have have you? been in other cultures have you you know 
Get out. Nope, you've been in the echo chamber of the American American public for far too long. Yeah, once you can kind of get a grip on what's going on elsewhere, you kind of break down what's happening here a little bit better. And I'm not saying, oh, I've been around the world. I tell you exactly how it is. Well, I can't tell you exactly how it is. But, but you can tell us how it is exactly. Oh, absolutely. And I can tell you this film is still relevant today. And before getting far too far down any serious routes about the Vietnam War or anything, I'll say this was us gathering up all the rats in the cave and giving them good homes and kisses on the heads and feeding them all the good foods. Absolutely. Rats are adorable. I love them. After we finish up watching Rambo First Blood. So if you if you like what we're doing, you know, get out there, rate, review, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. We we got a few listeners. We could use a few more. You never know. Maybe we'll talk about some movies you like and give have a different angle on it. Maybe we talk about a movie you never thought about watching, and then you go like, dang, like maybe Corky I'd Romano. have to watch that. These I'll talk about Corky Romano. And this is a bad pitch to do at the end of the show. We should be pitching like this right away out of the gates. New people, are they Hi, new people. still here? Hi, I new hope people. So. Hi. Hi, new people. And stick around. Thanks for sticking it out. Next time, when we will lighten the mood with a little bit of National Lampoon's Vacation. Because it's the summer, and we've vacationed and are vacationing and... Maybe we will have a vacation again yet. <laughs> well, I, I think we should we should try to make a goal here. Like if we hit what like a hundred subscribers, Dan has to watch Escape from LA and give a commentary. Absolutely not. What I refuse. Come on. I'll, yes. Well, I'll, if we're gonna do that, I'll, I'm gonna put it at 500, 500 subscribers, and I'll watch LA. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know what the numbers are. I could have just screwed myself. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. We're going to figure out what these numbers are. So come back in two weeks when we rewind again. I was going to try to figure out how to get David Caruso in there because I didn't realize that Ginger Boy is David Caruso. In Escape from L.A.? No, in Rambo, the ginger police officer. He never put on his glasses, so he could never go, Yeah!